Hi, this is Steve Durr. Today we're going to read Acts chapter 9, starting in verse 19 and going to verse 31. And remember that in this story, Saul, the great champion of persecution and opposition of the Jesus movement, had a life-altering encounter with the risen Jesus. And he was on his way to Damascus to arrest followers of Jesus when he met Jesus. So now, Saul is a follower of Jesus, and he's in Damascus. Let's pick it up here. Saul stayed with the believers in Damascus for a few days, and immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is indeed the Son of God. All who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem? They asked, and didn't he come here to arrest them and take them in chains to the leading priests? Saul's preaching became more and more powerful, and the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. After a while, some of the Jews plotted together to kill him. They were watching for him day and night at the city gate so they could murder him. But Saul was told about their plot. So during the night, some of the other believers lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the city wall. When Saul arrived in Jerusalem, he tried to meet with the believers, but they were all afraid of him. They did not believe he had truly become a believer. Then Barnabas brought him to the apostles and told them how Saul had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus and how the Lord had spoken to Saul. He also told them that Saul had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. And so Saul stayed with the apostles and went all around Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. He debated with some Greek-speaking Jews, but they tried to murder him. When the believers heard about this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him away to Tarsus, his hometown. The church then had peace throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria. And it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord. And with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it also grew in numbers. And so in this story, Saul was on his way to Damascus to search out, find, and arrest followers of Jesus. That was his mission. Go to Damascus, find the followers of Jesus, arrest them. But now he's in Damascus as a follower of Jesus, and he's staying in the very homes of people that he, a short time before, wanted to arrest. <laughs> How incredible is this life transformation? So Saul doesn't then say, okay, I became a follower of Jesus, I better go to Bible college. You know, he doesn't say, you know, I better go get equipped here, and I'm not quite ready for this. He immediately begins to boldly proclaim that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is the Messiah, he's the King. So he tells the good news of Jesus, and he tells proofs found in Scripture that revealed Jesus from the story of God. His message about Jesus and his well-known change of life caught people's attention. They saw a difference. And a group of Jewish leaders decided to kill Saul. He used to be the great persecutor, but now he's the one under attack and persecution. 
And so he receives help from his new brothers and sisters in the faith to escape. So Saul eventually travels to Jerusalem to where the leaders of the Christian movement are located, the apostles. And from one of his letters, we learn that he wants to get to know Peter, one of the key leaders and one of the first followers of Jesus. And so Paul's eager to connect with the leadership of the Jesus movement. And so he tries to connect with the believers in Jerusalem. But people, the leaders and the other believers there, still had, a, had, had fresh in their minds the image of Saul arresting and persecuting followers of Jesus. They were suspicious. Could this be a trap to arrest them? This, after all, was the man who viciously harmed people they loved. He stood and gave approval to Stephen, their friend's death. But it looks like Saul's not going to be able to be a part of that group. But Barnabas, Barnabas, the guy we heard about before in the story of Acts, the man who had been an example of generosity, Barnabas, whose name meant son of encouragement, Barnabas lived up to his name and he connected with Saul and he vouched for him to the believers. He stood by Saul. He promoted Saul. He put Saul on his arm and brought him to the leaders. Barnabas explained how Saul the persecutor became Saul the brother. So Barnabas makes the introductions to the followers of Jesus and the leaders of the Jesus movement. Saul gets busy proclaiming Jesus and debating people about Jesus, and this led to a plot to kill him. And once again, he has to leave town under the threat of death. And then we get this wonderful little summary sentence. It's, a, it's kind of a breather for the church. Just take a deep breath, church. Verse 31, it says, The church then had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria. They were enjoying some peace. And it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord. And with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's behind all of this, the church grew in numbers. It began to multiply, began to expand. So what grabbed your attention from this story today? For me, I was, again, amazed at the incredible change in Saul's life. But I'm also inspired by Barnabas. Barnabas took a risk and took Saul by the arm. He connected with Saul. He vouched for Saul. Others didn't think they could trust Saul, but Barnabas gave him a chance. Barnabas believed the best. Barnabas believed God could change a life, even Saul's life. He saw something in Saul, and what he saw was Jesus. As the story moves forward in the book of Acts, we're going to see Saul start using his Roman name, Paul. And this Saul, or who we often call later Paul, will become an incredible missionary force in the Roman Empire. He is going to take center stage in the rest of the book of Acts. So where would this Saul, where would Paul here, be if Barnabas hadn't come alongside him? We all need a Barnabas in our life, someone who sees the work of God in us and encourages us to see it when we don't, encourages us to lean into it 
when we don't think we can. So who in your life has been a Barnabas? Who has been someone who believed in you because they saw something others didn't see? Who has challenged you to pursue God? Who's stuck with you? Who's walked alongside you? Who has continued to pray for you? Who has shown up with, when times were tough and you felt distanced from God or other people? We all need a Barnabas. And so let's thank God for those people in our lives who were in that role. And maybe it'd be good today. Maybe the thing that God's speaking to you about is just to reach out to that person, that person who invested in you. And again, just say thank you. Maybe just to pray for them, maybe to bless them, just to say thanks. But here's a challenge for us today. Who needs you to be a Barnabas? Who do you see God working in around you? Who could you give courage to? Who could you dream with and dream for? Who is the Holy Spirit bringing to your mind that you can encourage and walk alongside? Saul just needed someone to come alongside him and see what Jesus was doing in his life and just affirm that. You know, God works powerfully in the lives of people. And often he does it through other people. It can be easy to feel like we don't have anything to offer. I couldn't be a Barnabas. We can feel uneasy about giving up some time or some comfort. or It might get messy to invest in another person. Yet, God wants to work through someone like you to bring life, to bring courage, to bring flourishing to another person. And as you do, here's the cool thing. I believe you will experience growth as well. And so who is God bringing to mind for you? How could you come alongside that person? What is God asking you to do? When will you do this? Don't miss this opportunity to join God in seeing him work powerfully in the life of someone around you. And so who is God bringing to mind to you today? And what will be your response? Let's pray together. God, we thank you for the way you change lives. Thank you again for that reminder. We need it. And we thank you for using people in our lives to experience you, to hear about you, to find courage, to experience comfort. God, bless the Barnabases in our lives, those who invested in us. Would you bless them? Would you encourage them? And then, God, for us, would you reveal to us the Sauls around us, the people who we need to come alongside, people who need a prayer, people who need a listening ear, people to speak truth to, people who need to know that we believe in them and to point out what you're doing in their lives. God, give us the courage to reach out and invest in someone else, to be a Barnabas, to be a part of your work in someone else's life. And so reveal that to us and give us the courage to take the step. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day.